Hello and welcome to the Anishinaabe History Podcast. I'm Chris Waite. I'm going to read something. It's not something I wrote, but it's something that has affected a lot of people for a long period of time and has helped create the wealth of Canada. And yet, when I went to school, was not mentioned at all. What I'm talking about is the Robinson Superior Treaty of 1850. This was a treaty made between the British government in Canada, what would become Canada, and the Ojibwe people of Lake Superior, certain regions of Lake Superior. So I'm going to read it. It's downloadable from the internet, government website. Copy of the Robinson Treaty made in the year 1850 with the Ojibwe Indians of Lake Superior conveying certain lands to the crown. This agreement made and entered into on the 7th day of September in the year of our Lord, 1850, at Sault Ste. Marie in the province of Canada, between the Honorable William Benjamin Robinson on the one part, on behalf of Her Majesty the Queen, and Joseph Podeshat, John Iunwe, Mishimakwa, Totomensi, Chiefs, and Jacob Warpala, Amachiwagabo, Michael Shalagizik, Manitishaints, and Shiganans, principal men of the Ojibwe Indians inhabiting the northern shore of Lake Superior in the said province of Canada, from Batchawana Bay to Pigeon River at the western extremity of said lake, and inland throughout that extent to the height of land which separates the territory covered by the charter of the Honorable the Hudson's Bay Company from the said tract, and also the islands in the said lake within the boundaries of the British possessions therein of the other part, witnesseth, that for and in consideration of the sum of two thousand pounds of good and lawful money of Upper Canada, to them in hand paid, and for the further perpetual annuity of five hundred pounds, the same to be paid and delivered to the said chiefs and their tribes at a convenient season of each summer, not later than the first day of August, at the Honourable the Hudson's Bay Company's posts of Michipicotton and Fort William. They, the said chiefs and principal men, do freely, fully, and voluntarily surrender, cede, grant, and convey unto Her Majesty, her heirs and successors forever, all their right, title, and interest in the whole of the territory above described, save and accept the reservations set forth into the schedule hereunto annexed which reservations shall be held and occupied by the said chiefs and their tribes in common, for the purpose of residence and cultivations, and should the said chiefs and their respective tribes at any time desire to dispose of any mineral or other valuable productions upon the said reservations, the same will be at their request sold by order of the Superintendent General of the Indian Department for the time being, for their sole use and benefit, and to the best advantage." And the said William Benjamin Robinson of the first part, on behalf of Her Majesty and the government of this province, hereby promises and agrees to make the payments as before mentioned, and further to allow the said chiefs and their tribes the full and free privilege to hunt over the territory now ceded by them, and to fish in the waters thereof as they have heretofore been in the habit of doing, saving and accepting only such portions of the said territory as may from time to time be sold or leased to individuals 
or companies of individuals and occupied by them with the consent of the provincial government. The parties of the second part further promise and agree that they will not sell, lease, or otherwise dispose of any portion of their reservations without the consent of the Superintendent General of Indian Affairs being first had and obtained. Nor will they at any time hinder or prevent persons from exploring or searching for mineral or other valuable productions in any part of the territory hereby ceded to Her Majesty as before mentioned. The parties of the second part also agree that in case the government of this province should before the date of this agreement have sold or bargained to sell any mining locations or other property on the portions of the territory hereby reserved for their use and benefit, then and in that case such sale or promise of sale shall be forfeited if the parties interested desire it by the government, and the amount accruing therefrom shall be paid to the tribe to whom the reservation belongs. The said William Benjamin Robinson, on behalf of Her Majesty, who desires to deal liberally and justly with all her subjects, further promises and agrees that in case the territory hereby ceded by the parties of the second part shall at any future period produce an amount which will enable the government of this province without incurring loss to increase the annuity hereby secured to them, then, and in that case, the same shall be augmented from time to time, provided that the amount paid to each individual shall not exceed the sum of one pound provincial currency in any one year or such further sum as Her Majesty may be graciously pleased to order, and provided further that the number of Indians entitled to the benefit of this treaty shall amount to two-thirds of their present numbers, which is 1,240, to entitle them to claim the full benefit thereof, and should their numbers at any future period not amount to two-thirds of 1,240, the annuity shall be diminished in proportion to their actual numbers." Schedule of reservations made by the above-named subscribing chiefs and principal men. First, Joseph Podeshat and his tribe, the reserve to commence about two miles from Fort William inland on the right bank of the river Kamanistaqua, thence westerly six miles, parallel to the shores of the lake, thence northerly five miles, thence easterly to the right bank of the said river, so as not to interfere with any acquired rights of the Honorable Hudson's Bay Company. Second, four miles square at Gros Cap, being a valley near the Honorable Hudson's Bay Company's post of Michipacotton, for Totumene and tribe. Third, four miles square on Gull River, near Lake Nipigon, on both sides of said river, for the chief Michimakwa and tribe. Signed, sealed, and delivered at Sault Ste. Marie, the day and year, first above, in presence of George Ironside, Superintendent, Indian Affairs. Arthur P. Cooper, Captain, Command, Rifle Brigade. H.M. Balfour, Second Lieutenant, Rifle Brigade. John Swanson, Chief Factor, Honorable Hudson's Bay Company. George Johnson, Interpreter, F.W. Keating. W.B. Robinson, Chief Podeshat, his mark, John Minwat, his mark, Mishimakwa, his mark, Toto Mene, his mark, Jacob Wapala, his mark, A Machiwagabo, his mark, Michael Shalagizik, his mark, Manatou Shinanes, his mark, Shiganains, his mark.
That's all the treaty says. And this is the treaty that has been used to create Canada and to help create Indian reservations and the wealth inequality between mainstream Canadian culture and Native people for the last 170 years. That's all for today's episode. Stay tuned for more episodes in the future. I'm Chris Waite, and this has been the Anishinaabe History Podcast.